It has been the song of the saints for centuries now, has it not? Uh, come, 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 be with us. Come, teach us. Come, watch over us. Come, come. To be sure, we, we have looked for this coming. And Lord knows, we all need the saving, right? And so, when the star first appeared in the eastern sky, the kings of this earth gathered together. We knew this was a sign the ancient promise would be fulfilled. As we watched it, we wondered, is it today? Is it tomorrow? When will this one come and be among us? At first, we simply told the story among ourselves. As kings, we whispered it around a thousand campfires. But then, fearing the story might be lost, some among us started to, to write the story down. Luke, Mark, Matthew, Thomas, all of them took their pen and put the story down, but, but in such scant detail. And so I myself uh, took it upon my shoulders to, to write the story. I would gladly just give it to you, let you read it for yourselves. But it is written in my language, uh, the language of the pharaohs, not in your language. And so you would have difficulty reading. Huh? Besides, I do most of my writing at night by candlelight and, and my hand and my memory, uh, they're just a bit shaky. So, so I, I will tell you what I remember. Um, I will try really hard to fill in all your questions. Uh, if you will try really hard to listen. Do we have a deal? All right then, all right. It all started with a, a meeting. We royals had gathered together with our herdsmen, our warriors, 
Together we went to a secret meeting in Susa, the very city of the setting sun. South, south we traveled down to the very tip of Arabia. We came from Mesopotamia, from Persia, from Sheba, from Galatia, from Egypt, from Syria, from Kush and the Sudan. We were summoned by Ben Benaiah himself, the great great grandson of Joseph, the Egyptian dream interpreter. Huh? Come, he said. Come, you kings, gather together. And so we did. It is him, Benaiah said. It is the one we have been praying for, the one we have dreamed about for all these many years, the one who was foretold in the scriptures and in the skies, Bar Kokhba, the son of the star. He's here. He's here. Soon, soon, he will walk among us. And the child will be called the Prince of Peace, the Bishop of Souls, the very King of Kings. And he will bind us together like the strands of a rope. People from every tribe and every nation will all come together in this one's name. Oh, it will be something, he said. It will be something. But for now, we must be very quiet. This gospel, this good news must be kept among us. Rome and her vassals would not take kindly to the notion of a new king. And so Benaiah said to us, at first light, we must disperse across the sands. Each of us must go and make our way home. But before we do, there is one last task that we must do. Two, maybe three among us must be chosen to be the emissary of the kings for this coming king. Well, in that moment, every hand in the assembly of kings went up. All of them wanted to volunteer. Each of them was willing to sacrifice themselves. It is the way of kings. At least it is the way of righteous kings. But, but, Benea said, oh, this will be perilous duty. You must travel alone by night under the cover of darkness and you might not return. Still all were willing. And so we did what we had to do. We drew lots. Three were chosen. I myself Nasser Abdul Baltazar from the courts of Pharaoh. 
Azimendes, the very Maharaja of Nubia. And, and along with him, there was also Caspar Khalifa Khan, the crown prince of Persia. We three kings would, would travel together and make this journey by ourselves. Like owls, we traveled at night secretly on the wings of darkness. Hoping not to arouse suspicion, we left our herdsmen and our soldiers behind. We took only what we could carry. Still, we were an odd trio, the three of us, uh, to be sure. Ozymandias was a, a bald, beardless little man who could not stop talking, chatter, chatter, all the way he talked, and argumentative, oh, oh, you would not know. He disagreed with everything. And then Caspar, on the other hand, was tall and thin, with olive skin. His long black hair fell past his shoulders, and he moved with the grace and skill of a warrior. But this one only spoke when he was spoken to. The only thing we had in common was that each of us had brought a gift for the king. Caspar had a small goatskin bag filled with the rare amber resins of the frankincense tree. It only grows in the, in the sands along the Red Sea on the southern tip of Arabia. From his own country, he brought the most precious, some would say even more precious than gold. Of course, Ozymandias would disagree. I mean, yeah, partly because it is his nature and partly because, well, because his gift was a small, solid gold lion with ruby-studded mane and tail. One can hardly be a king, he would say, if one does not have a king's ransom. And we agreed that it was so. As for me, my gift was much, much more practical. I brought the Egyptian longbow and a quiver full of silver-tipped arrows. After all, the stars had foretold his rise and Rome's demise. So it seemed a fitting gift to me at the time. It was winter when we came. And such a cold coming we had. The Shiraka winds blew violently and the desert frost froze us to the very bone. And so as we came down the Mount of Olives, we were so glad to see the fires in the city of Jerusalem. 
they were not so glad to see us. When we arrived, the, the city was full of rumors. Uh, strange kings in strange costumes will do that. Huh? And when we said that we were looking for the king of the Jews, uh, well, suspicions only mounted. Soon, word of our inquiry reached the palace of one called Herod the Great. He sat on the very throne of David. But I can tell you this one, this one was no David. He was a pretender, a peacock, a puppet for the Roman overlords. So when he offered the services of, of, of three scribes and scroll readers, we were obliged, but cautious. This was not the kind of man who gives anything without expecting something more in return. Soon the priest arrived. He brought us into the temple. The temple itself was magnificent. Multicolored tapestries and carvings on the walls. It was amazing. He brought us in to the outer courts and told us we must wait here. He would go and bring us the sacred scrolls. And, and soon enough, the high priest himself rolled them out in front of us and read from one called the prophet Micah. But you, Bethlehem, they said, from you will come one who will rule the world. Huh, we said, where is this Bethlehem and what, what, what does this mean? Oh, they said, Bethlehem means the house of bread. And it is about three miles walk from here, up, up, up into the hill country. Well, Herod offered to, to send along some soldiers for our protection. The hills are, are, are full of snakes and thieves, he said, but we declined his offer. We thought the same thing could be said of the palace. As we left, we, we went to find this child. And the last thing this one Herod said to us is, when you do, come, come and tell me where he is so that I might worship him too. But we knew he had murder in his eyes. And so we said we would, knowing that we would not. And then we went on our way. Slowly on, as, as night chased the sun from the sky, the, the star appeared again in the eastern sky. And we knew, we knew that God was with us, guiding us, leading us along the way, taking us to this very child, to the one. Huh? And when the star came to rest above an innkeeper's stable, we knew our journey had come to an end. 
It was a, a humble place, hardly the kind of place one would transcend moor and mountain to find, and yet there was this sense of holiness. It was as if we were in the very presence of God and his angels. There in the crib laid this child. We were greeted at the door by a black-eyed carpenter. I don't know how, but somehow he seemed to expect us to come. Inside was the mother, Miriam, barely a child herself. Twelve, maybe thirteen, I don't know. As we approached, she laid the king right there in the crib, a manger, really, a, a feeding trough for, for the flocks and the ox. The manure at her feet was uh, fresh and foul. So immediately, immediately, Casper reached into his goatskin bag and pulled out the tiniest little piece of frankincense. And when he lit it with a candle, suddenly the sweet smell of perfume filled the air. Then he bowed, as if, as if this young girl were a queen. And slowly, he, he backed out of the room. Ozzy Mendez uh, mimicked his options and did the same thing. He, he, he laid the small golden lion at the child's feet. And then he said it. Uh, what good is a king without king's ransom. Clearly, there was a nobility about him, the, the majesty of a king. And yet I knew that this one would never hold a sword or a bow, never fight a battle. He came to bring peace, and, and he would sacrifice himself to do it. In that moment, I realized I had chosen poorly. What this king needed was not something to rule over his domain, but, but something to soothe his agony and his pain. So I went back to my camel and, and I returned with a, a small jar of myrrh. And when, when she saw it, his mother seemed to know it was a sign of things to come. He will be wounded for our transgressions, she whispered, and bruised for our iniquities. When, when I looked into the child's eyes, he knew it too. I knelt down on the ground, and then I saw it. The child was wrapped in swaddling clothes, wrapped like a pharaoh's mummy. And suddenly, I felt the cold chill of winter 
as if the winds of death themselves were blowing. And, and then, then a, a, a dung beetle scurried across the floor and dug his way into the hay. That's when the child's mission was completely revealed to me. You see, in my country, the scarab is a symbol of resurrection. My little prince, I thought, uh, this world will not know what to do with one as beautiful as you. You see, he had promised that he would come for them, just as he has promised that he would come for us. And so, and so, I, I talked to them, come with me away, I said, let, let us go to Egypt there, the child will be safe. And, and for a time they did. But we all knew he would return. And return he did. It, it, it has always been his promise. The promise is in the name. Emmanuel, God with us, God with us. And so until then, until he comes again, we, we wait, we hope, we tell the story. <laughs>